Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. Here we are. The Wise Ops. Josie's flipping. She's juggling hairspray. I am. Today, we, what are we talking about today? Uh, WWJD, baby. What would Josie do? We already got some questions that came in on the Patreon, so Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that. I think that's all we got planned. I think so. It'll be great, though. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. I have a little bit of housekeeping. I discovered a new type of nerd. The Joe Rogan nerd. Oh, you just discovered that? I did. They're called bros. That's the nerd. (laughs) They're a lot. (laughs) I posted a. So I was on TikTok and Uh I saw. Did you ever hear the beginning of the Joe Rogan podcast? No. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. No. I don't think I've ever listened to one Joe Rogan podcast. I hear snidbits of it all the time, you know, I uh-huh. get little what'sies, but he's Let's not see. really my flavor, so. Well, let me see if I can find it so you know what I'm talking about. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good intro. It's a classic intro. Here. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Okay. So that part with the <laughs> train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. I don't even know. What the, I don't even know what it means. I just, <laughs> it's just, it's always been there. Does it get you hard? <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> well, I was on TikTok and someone posted where that came from. Do you know who the Diaz brothers are? Mm-mm. They're big MMA fighters, famous MMA fighters in UFC. The one brother, Nick apparently said that in the ring after he won joe rogan interviews them after they win you know funny and he grabbed the microphone that's what he said like i don't even know 2009 something like that we're going way back okay and the whole tiktok you know people make tiktok videos they'll have a caption across the top Uh it, it said something like uh i never knew where the intro to joe rogan came from or whatever and i i i watched the video i was like huh I had no idea that was Nick Diaz. I thought that was Joe Rogan's voice the whole time. Mm. You know, I just thought, oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So I posted on Instagram, and it's annoying first and foremost because videos I'll put together with 
information research thoughts I've had, I'll get a few thousand, 10, maybe 20, maybe 30,000 views. Mm-hmm. This stupid video in a day is up to 330,000 views. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway. Social p- media hates you. I, I hate it just as much. Mm. And nonstop comments from people. <laughs> you just now learning that? Yeah. Tell me you're a casual fan without telling me you're a casual <laughs> fan. I'm like, oh my God. Take it easy. Yeah, see? We don't all live and breathe Joe Rogan, okay? Yeah, well. And I met do. the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was closer to blowing him than any of them will ever be. <laughs> <laughs> well. But anyway, so the point being is that they're Joe Rogan nerds. I was like, this is exactly what it's like when you get the. I don't know, when you get the name wrong of a Star Wars character or something. Well, it's actually Boba Fett. <laughs> Just go. Okay, good job. I'm glad that this is what your personality boiled down to. I, men have a really hard time in life. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it's you funny. Guys, it's so... To watch you walk through life, to watch men walk through life, I mean, my heart just breaks for y'all because you cannot get in your way fast enough like you're just, just all why we have so to terrible be, everything we do is a pissing contest yes every single thing we do is how can i prove myself ahead of the others yeah and you're fucking snarky and you're uh-huh. you talk down to people it's like you guys feel so insecure uh-huh. that you have to shit all over everybody else it's bizarre i mean i guess i'm to blame it's fine why is that because they're free feed losers. Oh. <laughs> and that's why I call them that. <laughs> well, they like that. I think they like it a little bit. Maybe maybe, maybe we're doing a little bit of, uh, what do you call it, like Dom subbing each other. <laughs> like we're all, we're all secretly kinky into this thing. Like, ooh, you disgust me with your lack of Joe Rogan knowledge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me Let me spank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that guy. What was he saying? It was that funny TikTok that was like, you can pry my gun from my cold dead hands. And then he goes into a 10 minute. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That was a good one. What was that? What did he finally end on? (laughs) I don't know. You come in and you can make out with me, but like come in like slowly, (laughs) but like not too aggressive. It's so funny. I don't remember all of his things, but that's you guys, all of you. You just got to. The difference is the flavor. The flavor difference is is just what you've decided to like. Mm. All the same personality, just wow. what you ended up liking. I just was shocked by it's it. Weird. Is all. <laughs> why? I don't know. How why. are you shocked by your own? I've been shocked by so many of the comments gender. of it. I get a couple people said it and like, oh okay. Well, I, I didn't know that. I thought that was interesting. I had no idea where that came from. I don't. I didn't. I never cared enough to Google search it. I could have done that and figured it out in two seconds. Right. And everyone was sure to tell me, like, you idiot, you didn't know that? How did you not know that? Because like, well, I, I, I don't care that much. It's just yeah. in passing I hear it, I'm like, there's the Joe Rogan intro. Right. No idea what that means or who said it. Now I know. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I shared it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I love men deeply, but you guys concern me. Well, that's all I had. I I, <laughs> I discovered a new nerd, a Joe Rog- the Joe Rogan nerd, and I managed to upset them somehow. <laughs> Here's the problem: it didn't matter what you put out there, you were gonna get something snarky back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Seems to be the way it's going for me. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I um, was talking with somebody on Patreon and um, we were discussing the whole touch situation on if, you know, he, he I, I think that I project a lot because it's hard not to. It's hard to like when you like something. I think it is hard to imagine somebody else not liking it because it's like, what's there not to like? It's nice, right? So I think I was projecting on when I talked about the touch on the last episode. Okay. And he was like saying how he he doesn't enjoy being touched. It feels too intimate. It's too vulnerable. He likes to give most of his, you know, people around him about 40% of them until he feels safe. And then, and these are my words, not his, but... Until he feels whatever the feeling he needs to feel to to deem them worthy to get the hundred percent, right? Okay. And I said, yeah, because you're a fucking guy. Like that's what guys do, right? Okay. You guys always like <laughs> you guys are just so tender, and um, and I mean this in a very loving way. I think this is actually one of the most endearing things about men, where you like. You won't just like be friends with people. You have to earn friendships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> so you can't let the can't let the wrong ones in because then you can't get rid of them. <laughs> is that what it is? Maybe. <laughs> well, that's what I'm asking. So I'm telling you all of this to ask you. I say that this is part of masculinity. Um, a stoicism of not having a lot of friends. Like there's something masculine around that. I don't know if that's true. Maybe that's a Utah thing. Maybe that, I, I just feel like I know a lot of men that have this opinion. No, because when I'm around a bunch of friends and it's just a bunch of bros broing down, it feels very masculine. So it doesn't feel wrong. It doesn't feel... I don't know what you're saying. What I'm saying is men... You have to earn your way into their lives. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's a masculine trait. Yeah. And and generally when you're introduced to a new group of friends, guys are pretty bad at at getting to know you. Like, like okay, so if I get thrown into a group of new friends and I only know one or two guys... I've never had the experience where the guys kind of come up, hey, hi, your name's Isaac, my name's so-and-so. Yeah. What, what do you do for a living, Isaac? Oh, okay, what do you? What kind of movies do you like? It's never happened in my life. Right. And I would guess that most situations are like that. Your dog is barking. I know. I, can you please do something about <laughs> this chihuahua? Oh my God, no. They're fucking terrible. <laughs> and, okay, so, but if I go in there, with if it was a, I don't, you know, it's hard to, hard for me to know. If, I would like to think that, and this has never happened, so I can't really say it would happen. But if, if it was the same situation where I got thrown into a group of females, I would think females are better at that sort of thing. Of hey, tell me about yourself and like opening up, like just opening up. You grab up them more. and you bring them into the fold. Yes. Whereas mm-hmm. men, it's kind of like no, you just hang around the periphery and be quiet, laugh when you're supposed to laugh, right? <laughs> chime in when you're supposed to chime in, but shut the fuck up. But over, yeah. So there's there's something to that. I I don't really know. I never thought about it. Hmm. But, but there's something there to that. 
It's very strange. Hmm. It is strange. <laughs> he, he was just like, yeah, don't let anybody in. I was like, yeah, I know, because that's what fucking guys do. That's also a guy why thing. There's a, a high proportion of, I don't know the statistics off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but men have a really high, high statistics of all the bad things happening. And I feel like, um, also, you don't, you guys are not that resilient when it comes to your hearts. Like if you get your little heart broken, you you don't you don't like bounce back from it very no easily. And I feel like that's almost worse with like different generations. Like I feel like uh, like boomers are probably the worst. Mm. Boomers and Gen X, mm-hmm. they're very stoic and they're like, you know, you had that one friend. He got a, he was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Remember, he came over and he helped. Oh yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? He helped you. Uh, I re- call him the Wolf Man. Wolf. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a big wolf man. He he got his heart hurt by a woman. Uh huh. And then he fucking dug in. And he will never date another woman as long as he lives. Because <laughs> no. one time he got burned. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy. It is crazy. It's like, why do you build walls so deep? And he and pretends he's very happy with that life, and maybe he is. Maybe he I, is. I don't know. May, I think. Maybe for some people that is the case because some people are hard on themselves and they can't handle that criticism of having a partner in their lives because mm-hmm. it does take a stronger person to handle a partner that says, hey, I don't like the way you do blank. Yeah. That's, that takes a certain amount of resilience and strength. I think our culture even kind of like tells us to think it's like we're like love it or leave it. Love it or leave it, Tommy. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. You know, it's like, love me at my, if you don't love me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of thing. And it's kind of like, my perspective of that is like, "Mm, maybe you need to do a little Mm self-work. Everyone needs a little bit of work. That's what I think. I, I was very unlikable as a child for whatever reason, whatever the reason was. There was something about me that was not likable. And I would be like, Jesus, man, nothing I can do is like getting rejections from lots of directions. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me feel like stumble a little bit. And I'd be like, damn, I can't do nothing right. And then I would just be like, okay, we'll try on another hat. Let me see if I can, you know, try and be another way. And then that would make me. I would be like, oh, I'm, maybe I'm too loud and annoying. Okay, let me be quiet. Now I'm a stuck-up bitch. I'm like, okay, the stuck-up bitch thing isn't fitting either. So I don't know. Let me try this. And I finally just got to the point where I'm like, I don't know. People, Some people just don't fucking like me. Mm-hmm. And I had to just kind of come be okay with that. Like, I just maybe I'm just not everybody's cup of tea. I don't know what else to do. And that's when people really... I don't know if they started liking me then, but I became outgoing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It's very hard, but you just got to kind of know things about yourself and then be like, okay, well, let me, let me navigate that a little well, bit. That's like we were talking about the other day, how teenagers especially, but even as an adult, you sometimes have to try on different masks to see which one fits. Which one feels right. Which one feels right. Yeah. Because you don't really know who, who you, you are. are, what you're into, and it changes. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I was listening to some, you know, I listened to hip hop for a very long time and a, 
a year ago, two years ago, I started listening to a little bit of emo rock that I rejected heavily when it came out in the early 2000s. I mm-hmm. said, this is some sissy la-la rock music. I don't understand why people like this. Mm-hmm. And now and, you do. And now I like it. And <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, Not all of it. Some of it is sissy la-la. But it's fine. It's just a different generation. But, you know, that, that doesn't mean I was out here putting Guy Liner on saying, hey, <laughs> this is the new me. But sometimes, you know, you, you try different vibes out. Ultimately, I rejected it. Also, oh, you did. Yeah, it's fine. I, I I enjoyed some of the some of that music. Are your eyes hurting you, dude? My eyes twitching like a motherfucker I know. right what now. What the fuck? I can't even. Too much talk caffeine, to you. not enough sleep. <laughs> I'm on like mega low. I'm low trying T. to look Isaac at you, today. and I'm trying to listen to what you're saying. I, you're my doing left eye is twitching. Crazy like, shit with your fucking face. Oh, it's going crazy. It's hot in here. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, why are we talking? Anyway, okay. Anywho. So, oh yeah, point being, it's a continual journey <laughs> of figuring out who you are and who you want to be yeah. and what and how much do you want to change because sometimes you it's too much change and it's not authentic authentic yeah. to who you truly are. Yes. Sometimes yeah. it's a change that you say, "Oh, you know what? This is a better version of me that I like. I am yeah. going to keep yes. this." Yes. But people look at it as selling out or whatever they think, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like Machine Gun Kelly, he was a rapper then all of a sudden he was a punk emo rocker. Yeah. Maybe he tried that on. He said, you know what? This is a better fit for me. It's a bad example. It's all nonsense. Entertainment Hollywood. My eye is like, it's going to go inside out. You see it? (laughs) (laughs) Those little plastic things that flip up when you're a kid. Oh, my God. Okay. We're not going to keep talking about this. I promise. That's that's how you know I'm not getting enough sleep. (laughs) Go to sleep, you fucking weirdo. You're the one getting up all early all by yourself. (sighs) Do your eyelashes get tangled still? You know how when you were younger Sometimes, and you yeah. had those really, really long eyelashes? Your <laughs> eyelashes, I think, are still pretty long, but they're blonde on the tip, so you can't see how long they actually are. Uh-huh. And you always widen your eyes. Yeah, they like do that. Yeah. Cause like they get, yeah. <laughs> 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 do they still uh, get tangled? Yeah, sometimes. They're like snuffle up a guess, those long ass <laughs> <laughs> eyelashes. In your tips. Garfield eyes. They're always closed. Uh, all right. <laughs> Anyways. What would okay. Josie do? Do you want to get into it? Let's do it. Okay. Let's start with the first one. Lynn's. Isn't Lindsay the one? She asked about uh, basically my family structure. Okay. Man, look at your good memory. You're, you're not going off of notes or nothing. I can't do notes. Folks, let me tell note. you something. I'm, I'm impressed. Note girl. I keep notes galore. I got to look up stuff. Just right off the dome. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Why thought you were looking at it? God. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let me pull it up. I'm just saying words. I don't fucking know. Okay. Let me. Okay. Yeah. Lindsay. Okay. All right. So, what up, girl? Number one, she wants to know about my family structure. If I come from divorce and whatever. She feels... Like we have similar family structures, so I'm gonna just quickly go into that. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Let me let me read it for everyone else who okay, doesn't know. Okay. For all the free feed lovers <laughs> who don't have access to Patreon. Okay. Jose, I am constantly seeing parallels between our lives and family dynamics when you talk about your upbringing. I wanted to ask if your parents are divorced or if your dad is still with us. I thought your parent, my eyeball. 
I'm telling you, I got to go to the emergency room, folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm a stroke. Like Am I having a stroke right now? <laughs> I'm going to spray you in the face with water. You know what? This would be a great show, though, if I died from a stroke right now. Like, what a great Do episode. Do not say that. That's oh, horrific. My eye is twitching like crazy. Okay. Do you want to go wash your face? You're fucking I thought, bugging me. I thought your parents had <laughs> stuck it out, possibly, but I caught Isaac mention something about what do we know? Our parents are all divorced or something to that effect. Wanted to ask that and also if you can clarify how many siblings you have or who's still with us i piece i pieced together possibly you had two brothers and two sisters very astute Lindsay. with Listen, one of wait. each no longer with us hang on pause because the dog got shit hanging out of it okay <laughs> okay <right>. sorry <laughs> it's utter chaos today all right, where was I now? Okay, sorry for the personal information, but I was trying to piece together your family story. Thanks for being so vulnerable with us and sharing your stories. Okay. Let's get into it. This now is a great go. story. Okay. My mother was married before, and she had three children. And it was boy, boy, girl. And then my father was married before, and he had one child, and it was, and she is a girl. They both got a divorce, met each other, and had my sister, and then had me. Um, kind of a Brady Bunch situation. Yes, and my brother or my sister that comes from my father, where we have the same father. She, my father had had made this child with his first wife before he went to Vietnam. And when he was in Vietnam, he got exposed to um, Agent Orange. And now he comes home, they get divorced, and he meets my mom, and time passes, and then has my sister, and then has me. I'm the baby of the group. Um, me and my sister that was born after... Well, it's hard to tell. I wish my my sister that is of my my father and his first wife, she is a lesbian, a lovely lesbian. She has a wife and everything. And I'd love I'd love to know if she can have children because we'll never know that. But because I can't have children and I think in my sister hasn't I also haven't been able to have children. So I wonder if that's connected to the Agent Orange. Mm -hmm. So that'd be interesting to know. It's too bad she can't take one for the team. <laughs> Get on a dick for a second. See <laughs> what's going on. But she's past it now anyways. Stupid hooker. But so that's the structure. I'm the baby of the group. I don't look at any of my siblings as being half siblings. They are all my siblings. I love them all as much as I love. Not one more than another. They're all lovely. Some of them are dicks, but I still love them. So that's how it went. Now my now my mother and my father. The story with them. This one's great. My father. We're we're doing this podcast on Mother's Day, so this is a great a great story for Mother's Day. But my mother and my father, they. How do I say this? My father, I th when I was younger, I didn't understand this. But now as I'm older, I think I, and through some counseling, I think I see him in a different light. 
But I think my father is a, a romantic man. He's a loving man. Um, and my mom is... I think she would say she's romantic, but I don't think she's very romantic. What do you think? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, I don't... I, this gets tricky. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to it's see. It's hard to characterize it. Um... I see what you're saying. I know where you're going with that. She's loving. Like, she's very, very loving. But she shows different her love. love languages. Totally different love languages. They are they are polar opposites. Yeah. My mother is, she shows her love in, um, she does service for other people. She likes to make sure that nobody has to do anything. Yeah. Um, she also likes to give gifts. That's one of her big languages. I think my father likes time spent and that is definitely not my mother's thing right they don't because your mom has a little more hyperactivity than oh this this your dad woman has the other end of the spectrum yeah my dad's a little like he's very i don't want to call him lazy but he's a little bit on the you know he likes to enjoy his me time <laughs> <laughs> he likes to take it easy <laughs> He likes to take it easy. He knows this about himself. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Do whatever you want with that. So he <laughs> he likes to take it easy. And my mom is a fucking go-getter. She works until the, from sun up to sundown. If the woman sits down, she falls asleep. Mm-hmm. She works. That is what she fucking does. She, she, she's romantic in the sense that she likes, for example, she likes the idea of, hey, let's get together and watch a movie. Yeah. And she gets all excited for that, but the five minutes in, she's conked out. She's done. Or and, she's up doing something. And she'll wake up a half hour later, and she'll get up and start cleaning the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> but she loves to spend time, but she wants all of us to work while we spend time together. It's fucking weird. I don't know. She just has a very unique personality. Um, Her work ethic is... Always. Beaten by none. <laughs> she does not stop. 
If she has five seconds, she will be cleaning. I would get pissed at her because we'd be trying to leave. And all of a sudden I would look in the kitchen. I'm standing at the door and I'm like, we are going to be late. Get the, let's fucking go. And she'll be, she'll drop to her knees and she'll start mopping the floor. And I'd be like, good Lord, woman, get off your fucking knees. We got to walk out the door. Or she'll be cleaning. She'll decide to clean the bath, steam the toilet or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. She likes everything. She steams shit. She bleaches everything. There's not a piece of clothing that this woman owns that doesn't have a bleach stain on it. <laughs> she is hysterical. She's a great person. She's a fucking mess, though. So she, instead of the uh, what was in the my big fat Greek wedding, he had Lysol, Windex. Or Windex or whatever it was. <laughs> She's got her steamer. She's got bleach and steam. <coughs> she will use her steamer for everything. She just, I don't know. She's funny. So, as you can imagine, those two things don't gel well together. Mm-hmm. So my dad was very much like, let's relax. And she was like, uh-uh, no. She's more like working is relaxing. I think so. I think it's a way for her to calm the chatter in her brain. I think she's filled with anxiety and hyperactivity and her doing stuff actually calms her down. Mm -hmm. It's an avoidant behavior is what I think it is. Um, Whatever. It works for her. I don't know. She's 76. She gets a lot done. She gets a lot fucking done. It's like you always say. It's a, it's a, what do you call it? Like a, it's like a superhuman strength or something. It is. It's her superpower. Superpower. Yeah. She's such a fuck because she'll sit there and tell everybody else. She like talks about how lazy everybody is. And I'm like, woman, you are not being grateful for the gift that God gave you of this endless fucking energy and want to clean and do a million fucking things. Like the problem with that is you can't. The problem with that is that you can't focus it on certain things. Like your mom couldn't sit down and read a book. No. I don't think she's... The woman is... I don't think she's ever read a book to me. I don't think she's ever read a book to herself. Yeah. It's just not in her to sit still and like sort of focus on something like that. No. A hundred percent not. So it's it's good for certain things and bad for others. Yeah. She gets shit done, but... She won't read a book. She doesn't. I don't know. She likes to talk. I don't know. She's a know-it-all. That's where I get my know-it-all bullshit from. I love her. She's funny. She I don't try mind audio. that I'm just like her. She should try audio books while she's cleaning. No, she Maybe likes she the like fucking that? TV going as loud as fucking possible. <laughs> like, she'll watch. The, she just has a t- She'll get up and turn the TV on and turn it up loud. <clears throat> it's so annoying. I don't know. Hmm. She's. She's funny. She's a character. Mm-hmm. Anywho, but so she, but she has no interest in pop culture things like movies or music, or no books or nothing. No. It's like it's non-existent. She loves black comedies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, she'll catch wind of the black <laughs> comedies somehow, huh? All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, you want to go that to that movie? And she's like, yeah, I want to go see that. It's like, okay, let's. I guess let's do that. It's <laughs> it's Medea's. <laughs> Mother's Day movie or whatever. It's like I didn't know that was even a thing. Okay, I guess, right. I guess we're gonna see it. <laughs> She's hilarious. Anywho, so <sighs> when you can imagine that those two personalities are probably gonna bring out the absolute worst in each other, and that's exactly what happened. I think that um 
both of my mother and my father felt very lonely in their marriage. This is me projecting and just kind of, I guess I'm, I'm going to give you my perspective from the outside looking mm. in. But they both seemed very lonely. They were two people that couldn't pull in the same direction. So I think that constant fighting against each other really was destructive to the family. Like they could, they could, they weren't on the same page about money. They weren't on the same page about family. They weren't on the same page about quality time, quality time, or whatever that, or love language or whatever that is. No. So it's almost like they were just two separate people in the same household. Uh, it was strange. And I, and you could feel that because like, I remember coming out of the bedroom once and I kind of had like not a great opinion of my father for a really long time. Um, because I thought that he was just not, I don't want to say it, but like, I guess like I thought he didn't love us. Mm. You know what I mean? Is what I thought. I thought it was just like, he was just not that interested in helping keep the family afloat financially. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this caused a lot of chaos, um, in our financial household, right? Like financially. And that mm. caused a lot of conflict, for me, right? Like, I just watched it and I was like, what the fuck, guy? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing this? I don't get it. He had affairs. Uh, my mom was just so busy working. She was just trying to keep everything fucking afloat. Um, So, I remember coming out and they were sitting on the couch together, which was very rare. <laughs> and I remember, I was like, ew, don't sit next to my mother. Like, you don't mm-hmm. touch her. Right. I was. It was very off-putting to me. Yeah. And it would upset me. I would be upset about it. Well, that's like, when I met you, he was still. They were still married. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of how. He was hard. He was a hard man. Yeah. He just hadn't, like, <clears throat> he, one like, a story. You know, he used to try to get some kind of control in the household by scaring us because it was a oh it was a house full of women my brothers are much older than me they were gone they were in the military they left and both my brothers were in the military everybody every single man in my life was in the military my uh both my grandfathers my first grandfather was in the world war ii my my father's my father's father was in the korean war my dad was in vietnam my one of my brothers was in the Gulf War. I don't think my other brother really was over there, but he was enlisted at that time. Like, my family is all military. That's what I know. Uh, but he would... <laughs> as you can imagine from my mother, there wasn't a whole lot of respect given to this guy because he was kind of like fucking around with the money and he wasn't showing up and he wasn't helping and stuff like that. So and She like, probably wanted a guy who was on the same team that would go to work all day, come home and be like, okay, what are we cleaning? Yeah, yeah. let's get cleaning. Well, let's get the shit done. Well, not even Or clean. whatever. Like, get the things get done. Get the things done. So it would be like, get the yard mode, but that didn't get ha- that didn't yeah. happen. Or do this or that, or keep up on the cars, or whatever the, whatever the dynamic they wanted, he wasn't able to do that. He had pretty severe depression. He had... Uh, he had all of his own shit. Came from mm. extreme poverty. That depression he will take it out of you. Went too. straight into that'll Vietnam. That'll make you not want to do anything I at mean, all. this this 
I have sympathy for him now, but at the time I had zero, mm-hmm. none. And I would get annoyed because he would spend all the money and then we wouldn't have enough money for bills. And then I'd come home and there would be the lights would be off or the water would be off. We'd be months behind on bills and my mom would be crying and mm-hmm. it was just tr- traumatic. It was traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I'd see my mom working two jobs and coming home and cleaning and ta- my grandparents lived with us. Like So one, one side was pulling really hard to try and keep everything afloat and the other one is a dreamer. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I remember he was a... <laughs> He's a dreamer. He's I a, don't want to tell your family <laughs> stories. I'll, I'll stay so, out of it. So he'd get pissed at me because I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? Like I, when I finally started getting old enough, I'd start yelling at him. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Stop spending our money yeah. type of stuff, you know? Yeah. And he's kind of like, it ain't your money. Don't worry about it. You know? And I'd say, it ain't, it's our money. We're in this family together and you're screwing us. And he said, uh, well, I don't remember what happened. He did something being annoying. I, I, I have a couple of different stories. Like I was going to go, I was getting a job and I had like 10 minutes to get to this job interview and the car wouldn't start. It needed water in it or some shit. I needed help starting the car. And I was in a white dress and he wouldn't come out and help me. And I was going to, and I missed my fucking thing. It was a whole, it was horrible. Mm. You know, it's like, I needed this guy. I needed mm, him. Mm-hmm. And he just wouldn't, he wouldn't it just let you down. Yeah. I forgive him now, but then I didn't. There's another time I was like, God, the fucking yard, our house looks like trash. You know, the grass was really high. Mm-hmm. And so finally it's like, I'm just going to go mow the grass, right? And so I went out there to start the lawnmower, but it was really hard to start. So I was like, will you please just come start the lawnmower and I will mow the grass. I just need you to start it. And it was like, okay, I'll be out there in a minute. And it would, I mean, that went on for 30 minutes. I'm literally standing outside waiting to mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. And finally, I was like, can you get the fuck out? You know, like I got mad and I was like, get out here and please. I'm fuck. All I need you to do is is start it for me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he comes up there. He was pissed. He comes out there, tries to start it. He can't start it because that's how fucking <laughs> hard it was to start. He chucked that thing across the yard and then went inside. Oh, man. I know. He should have had you hold the handle while he threw it. Yeah. That would have started it. <laughs> I would have went with it. <laughs> then another time. This isn't to bash on dad. He's a good man. He just had a lot of. Yeah, this is a Mother's Day show, not a Father's Day show. <laughs> so he the other time he came he, when he would get mad at me and he'd try and get me because I was mouthy. So when he would try to get me to shut up, he would try to he'd storm at me and scream at me. He would turn beat red, just like in the military. Mm-hmm. He'd come screaming at me all like stompy. Mm-hmm. And then he would <laughs> he'd stomp over at me with his face beat fucking red. And he'd be spitting on me, like not spitting, spitting, but screaming at me. And he'd be spitting as he was talking. Right. And he'd be yelling at me and like, you know, and I and I would it would scare me. It would get me to shut the fuck up. It worked oh. until one day he was doing that. And I was like, this motherfucker. And I grabbed I was I had a burrito, a bean burrito in the microwave. <laughs> and I grabbed that that bean burrito out of the microwave and i threw it at him and i was like leave me the <laughs> fuck alone I, so like <laughs> so i had to like get i had to stand up for myself a little bit like you're not gonna scream in my face anymore you know <laughs> yeah. so it's tumultuous you know we had a hard we had a hard time trying to navigate that but then as he they ended up uh he ended up leaving and i was like thank god 
because we had started a job, me and my mom had, we had, we were both working at the same place. And then we had started a business where we would clean new homes and all of this. I think I was like 17, Mm -hmm. 16, 17. So I would go, um, and like clean houses, clean new, new construction. And then I got, I made myself a little, I would get myself, I'd, my mom would give me a third of the pay from that. She was like, well, you're working just as hard as I am. So she would give me a lot of money and I would just pocket, you know, I'd put it in my little savings and I had a good little savings and then my dad wouldn't pay any of the fucking bills. So then she'd have to ask me for the money and I would thank God I had my little savings because then I would go in there and save the, you know, we could pay the bills or whatever. So he's a rough guy. Anyways, um, he ended up leaving and I was like, this will be good because now it's on all of us. The house will stay clean. Um, the money will be okay. We'll figure, we'll navigate that all together. So it was like, we all kind of, my sister, me and my mom all kind of pulled our money together. And, and that's how, and that's how we, what we lived off of mm-hmm. for a while there. And we did fine. We did really good for that, a long time. The house cleaning business was pretty good. Didn't it pay pretty good? Yeah. We made a lot of money off of that. Yeah, that was a good one. So, and then everything we bought was in like, th- you know what I mean? Like we, because we all worked in the same area or in the same job, we w- would all carpool and but everything. That, but that house, not to, not to, uh, I'm trying to figure out a way I can chime in here and there. Okay. The house cleaning business. Uh-huh. What I found the most interesting because I went with you on a cleaning a couple of times. Yeah. Was how the, the bathroom habits of. The people building the homes, the contractors. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> t- tell them what. They're disgusting. <laughs> men, men are so fucking gross. <laughs> I just hate them. I don't <laughs> know. I try not to hate them, but I, you guys are just so unlikable. Hey, man, you don't know if there's women working in there, too. Oh, it was not. A woman would not do this. testing the, the stool? A woman wouldn't do this. There wouldn't, they wouldn't, okay, so they'd install the toilet. And then the, there wouldn't be water on in the in the. Because it's a brand new house. Because it's a brand new house, and they hadn't flipped the water on yet. And these fucking pigs would go in there, and they'd piss in the toilet, and let it sit in there for who knows, I'm long enough for it to to get thick. <laughs> and it ha- it stunk so fucking bad, and the toilet would be all f- disgusting. So we'd have to clean this toilet like crazy, and. How did you, did you put water, was the water turned on by the time you got there to clean it? Not every house had water when we would try and clean it, but they tried to get the water, they wouldn't have us come in until the water came on, because there was a few times, like they would go, these fucking people that like mud and tape, they would just dump the mud down the drain, or in the bathtub. Oh my With God. a bunch of screws. So the bathtubs would be filled with like, and I'm not shitting you, like an inch and a half of mud and screws and wood chips and shit like that so we would have to sit there and get it wet get it soft and then scrape it all out of the bathtub because you can't like send that shit down the drain i mean some of it went down the drain but we couldn't put it all down the drain so i mean they just well that would be the thing if you bought a new house these are townhomes yeah if you bought a new townhome and you were so proud of it and you went to sit down to take a number two You'd say, I'm about to christen this house and this yeah. toilet right now. Nope. Wrong. Wrong. It's been desecrated. <laughs> it's been 
defiled. <laughs> it's 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 been to hell and back already. You're doing nothing. <laughs> My brother said he hired some fucking guys to come and he was trying to build he built his own house and he they didn't have water on and these construction guys shit in a bucket, shit and pissed in a bucket like animals and left it. <laughs> Oh They're just horrific. Well, where do you want them to go? I don't fucking know. I don't know either. They gotta go somewhere. I, don't, I guess shit in the bucket. I don't have a problem with shitting in a bucket, but like take maybe you. take it with you. <laughs> I don't know. Don't be a fucking maniac. Leave a bucket of shit and piss. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Whatever. All right. So. Anyway, so they ended up he left, my father left. And um Things got better for a while. <laughs> Are you okay? Another wrong pipe. <laughs> Things got better for a while. And um, we just, everything was fine. My dad ended up meeting another woman. He got married. She had a kid. He wanted, I ended up getting with you. We ended up moving to Florida. My other sister moved back into town. She struggled with an addiction for a, a while there. Uh, my mom couldn't... Aff my other sister wasn't pulling the weight like I was pulling my weight in that household. Like, we I would... She lost a third of an income when I left. Mm, and... Okay. Um, she ended up getting into a lot of debt for that year that we were in Florida. And then my dad met this woman who had a child and he texted me and or called or he called me and he was like, I'm getting married. I want to, um, cause your dad was divorced from your mom. At, this point. at that point they got a divorce. He moved out, moved out of state, met another woman, Decided to marry this woman. She has a child. He wants to adopt this child. And I want to. And he he says to me. Can I adopt this kid? I'm, I want to adopt this her, this woman's child. But I'll only do it if you guys say it's okay. And I was like. No. You didn't take care of us. What do you think? We're, I'm going to sit back and let you. Take care of another child. It was really insulting to me. Mm -hmm. Um. That kind of put a strain on the art relationship for a while. My father and mine, and then <sighs> lots of time went by. Lots but of I, trauma I think that, went I think by. That, I think that plays into what you're saying when you say your dad's kind of a dreamer, because to you, you're looking at it and you're saying you seem kind of checked out on some level with our childhood, and now you want to start over again with another one and to to your dad in his defense i think he is like a dreamer he's just like oh this is going to be great but the reality of it is like well it's a, you have a lot of bodies a behind you yeah it's like <laughs> I, I don't know if that's coming across but like that's kind of what you're talking about when you say he's kind of a dreamer it's he would he kind of optimistic. He's overly optimistic. Yes. Overly he would, optimistic. He would start. He would think he was going to start businesses. Yeah. These businesses would be crazy. Like he, I don't know. He's going to have a, a. He wanted to have a bunch of bunnies. I don't know what the fuck he was going to. He was going to sell bunnies, I guess. Like breed them. 
I don't know. I've never asked him get about that, this. He ended up rabbit kill- money, baby. He ended up killing all of these oh rabbits. God, really? Yes. Uh, another time he was going to sell lingerie. That didn't work out. <laughs> another, lingerie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> another time he was going to sell uh, medical equipment. That probably would that probably would work. Medical equipment's a lucrative business. He he never gets past the point of buying stationery. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like he would have a big dream. He would get business cards and checks made. At one point he was going to be a reverend. Like he just was sampling a lot of things. Okay. What was up with the lingerie? Where'd that come from? Or what became of that? I don't know these people. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any more details or stories for that one. No. That's interesting. For a long time, no. No, I don't know who this man is now, that well. was it men's lingerie or women's lingerie? Women's. Because someone needs to make men's lingerie. There's no sexy panties for men. Dude, I would love to make men's lingerie. They need to come up with sexy panties for men because we got nothing. The only thing that they have is like for gay guys. Which, I don't know. you know, it's fine. Anywho, so he was doing all of that. It just, it didn't gel. It didn't come up. I don't know. There was just disconnect. There was disconnect and pain. He then, fast forward to, I think it was like 2019. And I'd gone to th- therapy. I go, okay. So I'll tell this story. My sister is a pretty severe, she, she's a pretty severe uh, alcohol addiction and trying to get her some help caused lots of trauma and so much that I had disassociated from reality or whatever. I had something bad happen. A a disassociation took place. It was, it, it scared me. Because it was like, I, nothing felt, how do you say it? Like, you know, like when you go to your childhood home and there's like a safety of being in your childhood home? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) We're just two traumatized people holding on (laughs) for dear life, right? In theory, though. Okay, but you understand what I'm saying? I understand the theory of this, yes. Okay. Um... Well, like, you were my safe place, and I felt nothing. When something traumatic happens, sometimes everything shuts down. Mm. It's like it's over. It's like a overload, and you're just going to fucking shut down. And that happened to me, where you think that sounds like it's a good thing, because then at least you can like be clear headed. But it doesn't just shut down the bad feeling; it shuts down the good feelings too. It's completely factory reset. You feel nothing. Mm. And so, except for that's really, really fucking scary. And so I was like, ooh, I, life, I'm looking at life through a different filter. It doesn't feel uh, normal. I'm scared. I didn't know who to talk to. Like, my mom's a wonderful person, but she was part of the source of the problem so it's not like I could talk to her about it um I didn't have a close relationship with my father so I didn't know how to reach out to him I was afraid to talk to you about it because 
sometimes you would have joined me down in that space instead of trying to get, I would have to reassure you versus like help have you help me get out of it. Yeah. Back back then for sure. I, I, I get what you're saying. So I just had to be quiet and not say anything. And it was terrifying. And, uh, I finally, I was like, okay, this is all, this feeling is going to go away. My home didn't feel like my home. My childhood home didn't feel like my childhood home. Everything was being in, under this weird filter. Um, and I was like, okay, this is weird and awful. I, this should go away within the next couple of weeks. That, that was really traumatic, what I had gone through with my sister's addiction. And this is just what that looks like. I'm, it'll take a minute for it to go, right? Mm-hmm. That was the idea. Well, it didn't. <laughs> Bad news. Sometimes that takes longer. So I was like, okay, uh, let me get into some therapy. Something's wrong. Like, I, I, something was off. So I go into therapy. No, before I went to therapy, I called my father. And I was telling him the stories of what, what had happened that caused uh, the trauma, which, stop, which, tar- which did the disassociation. And he immediately started talking bad about my mother. And I was like, I do not have the bandwidth for this. No, I can't. I don't know. I'm sorry I called you. I can't do this. This is just not something I can do right now. And he was like, okay, okay, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I was like, it's fine. I I don't know why I called you anyways. But I just got to go. So I went to hang up with him he calls me back and he was like, let me call you tomorrow. Can I call you tomorrow and see how you're doing? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I just, I can't anymore tonight. And he was like, okay, cool. Now this is, I mean, almost what, 15 years at that point. Since he, since, since he had divorced, divorced, which um, probably 15 years after that. So this is quite a bit of yeah, time had yeah, passed. It was like this 10 is, to 12 ish. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he then didn't call me the next day and I was like, that's, that's about right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I was just like, oh, this fucking guy, you know, and I get into therapy. I decide to do therapy. I go to therapy and I tell, I'm telling my therapist a story about how like, I don't, this fucking guy, I don't, he's never been there for me. And I reach out once, one time where I'm completely at a loss for what to do in this situation. And he decides to not show up again. Right. I was like, good Lord, I don't expect anything out of him. And he can't do, he can't do nothing. And she said something very profound to me. She said, well, did you ever have that kind of relationship? And I was like, no. And he, she was like, well, what makes you think he knew how to show up for you then? Hmm. I was just like, thought maybe you were so low that, well, he'll he'll show up for this moment. Yeah. And he just didn't have it in him. Hmm. Whatever the reason, I think it was maybe he was afraid. I think uh, we never had that relationship. He didn't know how to be there for me like that. I there. I think lots of things had happened and it gave me space to see him as a human. 
And that really saved my relationship with him mm. where it didn't, it wasn't about him not loving me enough, mm. but more about him not knowing how to be there for me. Yeah. And maybe that frightened him. And I was like, you know what? I'll give space for that. I can give space for that. So then I started after I licked my own wounds and, and I started healing a little bit where I had some space to give to him. I, then I started reaching out to him. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then we get into like 2019 timeframe. His wife ends up passing away. Um, and I, he's out in the middle of the fucking boondocks in the South someplace. And I was like, what are you going to do? Cause he's now an old man who has a bleeding ulcer, who has unchecked diabetes. <laughs> and I was like, what are you going to do? Are you just like going to stay there? And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, I guess I'll come move with you. And I was like, Meh, no. And uh, he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll see if your mom will have a roommate. And I was like, you know, that might work because they needed money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that might work. Let me. I can't let my mom and my dad talk because my mom is somebody that says yes to everything and then she'll bitch about it incessantly. So I was like, let me talk to her because if it was a no, then I, she, uh, she would feel safe to tell me no and then I would tell him no mm-hmm. for her. And I'd be like, that's not going to work. We got to figure something else out, you know? Right. But if he was to call, she would say yes and then she would call me and she'd be like, you're not gonna fucking believe this. <laughs> she would regret it then. And then she's gonna have lots of regrets and whatever. And and she, I'm like, why would you agree to that? And she would be like, I don't know. I couldn't say no. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you could have. So then I said, so I call her. She says, oh, that would be nice. I, it would be nice to have some extra income in the house. And I was like, okay, cool. Here's this number. You guys can figure it out. Well, they start talking on the phone again, and flirting with each other and. I don't know, whatever, (laughs) whatever they did. I don't want to know. But so she's like excited to see him Mm -hmm. and decides to fly out to where he is. Mm -hmm. And they're going to drive him from whatever state he's at. This was 2020, wasn't it? During the pandemic. Yes. And all of the riots from Black Lives Matters and he and they're going to be driving through certain states. And I was like, oh, boy. And they are, have terrible sense of direction, the two of them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. Look, this is going to. And they're boomers. So and they're boomers. They don't know the right add that say. into it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're like, oh, I love the colored people. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. say that. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, that, don't be like that. We just got to get the Orientals <laughs> and the, uh, you know, you're like, oh, mom, please stop for the love of God. Anyway, so so she's flies down there. They drive back together. They're in love at this point. 
And I'm like, you know, you two don't need to do this, right? <laughs> like, like, you literally oh, could just man. be roommates. Uh-huh. You don't have to do this. Uh-huh. Well, I, it's funny because uh, we both knew this was nothing but trouble. Because we were like, you guys didn't do any therapy. None. To none. All the years that you weren't uh, getting along. Just not, I mean, 40 years of fucking traumatizing each other. <laughs> and... um. I said to them, I was like, if you guys do not change behaviors, you're literally going to get right back into the marriage that did not work the first time and you both were fucking miserable in. Yeah, I remember you telling them many times over the phone. Do not do this. And they're just young souls, you know, and mm-hmm. they decided to do that and they ended up getting remarried and they are back into the exact same marriage that they were in 20 years ago. So are my parents divorced? No, they're remarried. This <laughs> <laughs> is the second time they now are together. I get daily phone calls of what a fucking idiot my father is from my mother. <laughs> and <laughs> and we get to have bitch fest about what's going on with my mother. It's just what they do. Mm-hmm. So whatever i don't know they just they're back together so yes they were divorced they were divorced for i think 20 years if i'm correct married 20 oh yeah yeah married 20 married 20 divorced 20 and remarried again wow so it's quite the love story (laughs) (laughs) the josie parents love story (sighs) question mark yes they love each other because when my mom calls to bitch about my dad i'm like kick him out and get a divorce i can't fucking deal with this i don't want to hear it yeah and uh she's like you are so rude (laughs) (laughs) okay fuck i don't know she just wants to bitch and i can't listen to it anymore yeah you know it is what it is and when i can when i'm not have when i'm not spinning 30 fucking plates and I have some space for it. Then I can listen to her bitch and and not try and give advice. But it's hard. Yeah. Locked into their cycles mm-hmm. a little bit there. Yeah. Well. So that's that story. Lindsay also wanted to know um, about your siblings. Did you go into all that? I've got. So my two older brothers. Uh, my oldest brother is uh, Mormon now. He married a Mormon girl. Converted to Mormon. Who they're about to be. On the 60 Minutes here, the Mormons. I cannot wait. Um, But it's interesting because the LDS church owns a lot of the news. Yeah. So is it going to be a smear piece or a fluff piece? (laughs) That's what I wonder. I can't wait to find out. Well, So he's very devout. Um, They have four children. He's got he's successful. He's very successful. My other brother has passed away, but he was very successful. He was kind of uh, he wasn't he was not atheist, but I never talked religion with him, to be honest. So I don't really know what he was, but he was kind of like the guy. He was always calm and funny. So if there was ever a problem going on, I'd call my brother. Mm-hmm. And I always thought I, I always worry about the day I have to to bury my mother like it's a big concern of mine. I think about it and I'm worried about it. And I would be like, well, 
at least I'll have my brother to come over and, and he'll be what, what he'll help me and I'll lean on him and he'll be he's solid. He's funny and he gets shit done. He's great. Well, this stupid dick dies. So now I don't have him and I'm like, you dumb idiot. God. So he's passed away. He had children. Anyways, then there's uh, my other sister. She was the one that struggled with addiction. She's a fuck face, but she's like one of the most giving people. She would give her last fucking dollar away to somebody that she thought needed it. Mm, to her own detriment. To my mother's detriment. <laughs> to her own mother's detriment. <laughs> yes. Um, so you got three sisters, two brothers. And then my sister on my other, on my father's side is a lesbian. She's a lovely person. Mm-hmm. Is, was married, got a divorce, is dating somebody else. Um, I don't know. I want to ask her if she's, she's ever been to the Twin Peaks Festival. Oh, yeah, maybe. Because she's, she's up near where that's at. Mm-hmm. She's northwest. And then I have my sister that's closest to me in age. She always was real annoyed with me. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to sleep in the same bed as this one. And she would get so... She's like one of the most private people that you know. She And she always loves to have her own little things. And... <laughs> It pisses my mom off so bad right now. And I'm like, no shit. She's been like this for forever. She would get pissed at me if I if she thought something. She never wanted me to sleep in bed with her. I always wanted to sleep in bed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You're just very sociable. I just like, I don't know. I would sleep. I slept in bed with my mom and my dad for a long time. And then I would sleep in bed with my sister for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just felt safe in a bed with another person. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ironically, though, when we had to move bedrooms, you weren't super into me making the king size bed a thing. I can't imagine adding one more piece of work to our week. Mm. That was more that I w- I've been sick. I didn't want to move another piece of fucking furniture. Oh, yeah, you were sick. I was over it. That's right. So I was like, see you in six weeks. I do, <laughs> I'm not moving another stick of furniture. I cannot. <laughs> I was over it. So anyway, so that's so my my closest sibling is probably in age is probably my closest sibling to me. She also acts like a dick and she listens. So she knows what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she knows how I feel. She's a little secret squirrel. She likes to be secretive and whatever. She's lovely. She's also a fuck face. <laughs> so Lindsay was pretty close. She was saying <laughs> two brothers, two sisters. One of the brothers passed away. Close. Yep. I just have She's one missing extra. One more sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. That's how it goes. That's the story. Mm-hmm. Just like you said on the comment, it's a long story, but I'll tell it. <laughs> and that was glossing over the whole thing. I've I missed quite a bit in that whole thing, but. You get the gist. <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's your uh, episode of What Would Jesse Do? No, no, Maybe no. Maybe we got... Go what? to. The, I want to answer that guy. Oh, you got another one on here. I got a que- a good question. Okay. I'm going to have you okay, read it. Okay, here we go. Well, wait a minute. Here's Cheryl. Cheryl's my number one supporter. Did she, was it hers? Uh-uh. I'm going to read Cheryl's. Okay. I like your vibe, Jesse. I agree with you about touch. I laser women and men in all areas. People open up to me easily. It's nice to help others open up and express themselves. 
my room is considered Vegas. There's <laughs> a patient confidentiality in my Vegas. I've been missing out on you guys' early access. Oh, okay, Cheryl. Okay, so Cheryl just subscribed to the Patreon over here. I thought I subscribed from the beginning, but I guess I messed up. Okay. All right. Well, you're on now. Love you too, Cheryl. We she, do love you. She's okay. A, she's definitely a, a rider, man. She's been on the team a long time. That's fun. Okay. But, but Glom has a question. Yes. Man, my eyeballs are twitching. I can't read. Hey, guys. Love your show. Here it goes. I'm a 37-year-old male, half Native American, half white, dating a 48-year-old beautiful woman. We've been together for close... Sorry, my eyeballs are really screwy. We've been together for close to two years now, and anytime I bring up communication or would like to talk about a relationship, she gets defensive. Okay. I try to explain that it's constructive criticism. In her culture, she was told not to argue, so basically communication is lost if we ever have conflict. We work for the same company. She works in a different department. Uh oh, I know. <laughs> I can be myself around her, which is probably my favorite thing about the relationship. I feel unfulfilled because I enjoy horror movies, music, art, and guitar, to name a few. She isn't passionate about any of those things. Welcome to my hell, Glom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she isn't, okay, she enjoys cooking and growing plants. She's very surface level in that she doesn't question her reality. I'm a crazy conspiracy guy, and she's on Earth. In a way, I think it bounced. Okay, I mean, I feel like there's some, you know, parallels. Parallels here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is your glom? Is your eye twitching right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like, I think it's when you drink too much caffeine, your eyes. I want to spray you in the face. Maybe that'll make you feel better. <laughs> no. Uh, in a way, I think it balances itself out because she thinks logically when I'm too far out there. I feel like I love her, but we just aren't meeting on a spiritual, emotional level. Help! I'm always my time. Or can I fix the relationship? Whoo! Okay. That's a tough one. You got an answer for that. I got an answer. This one I had to like think of, though. I completely do not have an answer. You know? Um, I think that... So I'm going to break it down. I think I, I had to break it down. Yeah. Um, okay. Into what he's saying. Because he, that was a lot. Let me see here. I wrote notes. Yeah, because I, I actually know... I think sometimes in a relationship, one per Because I struggle with being the one that... If Josie comes to me and says, hey, I want to talk to you about our relationship, I'm immediately triggered and thinking, oh, boy, here we go. What's going on? What did I do wrong? And uh, maybe that's so I get defensive. So I kind of get that. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> so I had to kind of break down what he was saying. This is what I think the crooks of it is. Um. She doesn't argue or problem solve. Uh, you guys don't have a lot of shared interest. She enjoys things, but she isn't passionate about any of it. Another thing is, is that she's logical and you're kind of artistic, a dreamer and a philosopher. And you can't connect on those things. And then what and initially my thought was, is I, I wonder if she came from poverty. I wonder if her family was poor. Because I kind of feel like art and philosophy seem frivolous. And if she doesn't uh, value those things, sometimes I think oh, like, oh, I wonder if this is because yeah. her family was like in a situation where they weren't able to 
give any time to those things because of needing to meet immediate needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and, it, and that goes with that sort of conspiracy angle because if you are, uh, I don't know, uh, for lack of a better example, I'll use extreme example here. If you're homeless and trying to figure out where to sleep, you're not going to be worried about who the Illuminati is or whatever. That's so far off your radar. Right. You're trying to fill those lower parts of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. That all this talk about reality and it's like, whatever, dude, I'm trying to find a place to lay my head right Listen, now. Listen, I'm hungry. I don't know if this is a simulation. Right. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> if it is, can they... Can they give me a cheeseburger? <laughs> Simulate me a cheeseburger. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I saw this off of TikTok and it fucking resonated so hard with me. It says your biggest complaint about your partner reveals your deepest emotional need. Ooh, okay. And I was like, it's fucking spot on. Spot on. <laughs> oh no okay why well, i was just thinking about it because if i had to come up with a complaint for you and i really don't have any complaints okay but if i had to yeah the only thing i'd be like man sometimes i feel like you hold me up to a higher standard than i want to be like like you'll like you are very vocal about places that i come up short mm-hmm. in our relationship yes that i could do better and yes. and that's very hard for me sometimes to hear uh-huh just like i was saying here earlier with the criticism thing it's even though i know it's a constructive thing i know you're you're just trying to make the relationship stronger mm-hmm. it takes me a while to come around to it because i am very self uh i beat myself up right a lot of negative thoughts mm-hmm so to hear that I'm not hitting the mark on something, I go to the extreme of like, oh, she doesn't even love me. I'm just an idiot. I don't do anything right. Yeah. And I have, I have to like wrap my head around like, okay, you're being a big baby. What are you talking about? And like kind of r- come around. interesting to me is that I'm trying to share with you a need that I have and you take it as a criticism yes. of yourself. Yes. And that's actually in part of my things that I wanted to talk to him about. So, okay. I think a ton of people are afraid of conflict. Let's go to the conflict situation. They have conflict and they, she doesn't want to participate in it. So she goes into shutdown mode or whatever she does to not allow resolution. And I was like, why would somebody do that? You do that. You totally do that. You go into a a place where you do not want to have these conversations. Like you'll you're avoidant. Yes. Um, lots of reasons for that for people. I guess like the ones that I've known about that I know about is like maybe conflict in her house became violent. Maybe it got scary. Maybe somebody left. Maybe it destroyed a relationship. Yeah, I I actually, I don't remember where I saw it or heard it, but I heard a thing about this. I think I might have sent you the TikTok. Oh. Uh, I think it was a TikTok. Anyway, the point was that the one partner, 
And in this case, it would be me. I don't like conflict. Yeah. And it's because I grew up in a house where conflict was very, very dangerous and bad. Yeah. And I don't, you just you just learn all your lessons. By the time you're like five or some shit, your whole shit's baked in there. And then your whole adolescence. And it's hard to shake all that. It's hard. It's really hard to shake all that programming. Right. And I want to shut down any source of conflict because that's very scary to me in a way. Right. Right. And that it is for a lot of people. Some people think about conflict like within their own marriage or whatever, any kind of conflict. And they look at it as like a deficit. It's like there's something wrong with this marriage because we fight all the time. Mm-hmm. And I actually look at it in a different way. Like my ideas around conflict are more like it's something that jars stuff loose sometimes. Like sometimes it has to boil it. Somebody that's finally got the courage to confront the other person with a a problem. Mm -hmm. It's actually an intimate thing. It's like saying, I'm not going to leave. I want to solve this. I'm not getting something met. I'm having a problem and I want to work it out with you, which the other option is, is to say, I am having a problem and I want to leave. Mm -hmm. Those are your two options as a, as an adult. Hmm. I either want to work it out with you or this isn't working and I'm out the door. That's Mm -hmm. your only two options. You, You don't have, what's the other one? I, I don't know what the other it, shut the fuck up and act like it's not a problem. But what trying to pretend that it doesn't bother you will you'll just shove it down far enough until the next thing pisses you off and it bubbles back up and um, it comes out in a, be- a very big way. It's like you, you never really get rid of the need. Your resentment just builds. Yeah, you get resentful. So. I think when co- when somebody starts getting really loud about something, you sh- as the partner of that person, you should take that as an indicator that, okay, I, I think I have n- not paid attention to this for a minute. They don't feel heard or seen. Mm-hmm. When somebody gets big about a situation, sometimes, like some people are crazy and they try to control people with their emotions. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. What we're going to talk about is somebody that is at their wits end mm-hmm. and they get big. So what you can do is be upset by that or you can look at it and be like, "Uh oh, this is a warning sign that this is this, we're starting to build resentments on onto this behavior. Something's really bothering them. So it should be. Not used to manipulate, try, you know, but maybe looked at with give it a little bit more um what's the word i don't know like change of perspective no uh you want to give it a lot more energy okay it means something when somebody comes at you hot you know what i mean you're like ooh ooh yeah yikesy hmm. um but i think if her aversion to having conflict or or conflict resolution like any kind of resolution to this or problem solving together i think you you need to kind of like talk to her about it and say okay is this because what was your childhood like how did your parents resolve conflicts and problems 
um, if she was in a relationship before, what did they, how did they resolve problems? Like you can't hurt not wanting to talk about something if she's unwilling to come back to the table at some point and maybe talk about why she's so afraid of it is also an answer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, but you gotta, you have to be, I think if, if you gave space, like staying really calm and like asking her what her experience is, what was with her primary family, like so her mom, dad, and siblings, how they did their conflict resolution that would be that would give you some insight and then I would also say you need to look at the way that you're showing up with these maybe like when me and you fight I get real big mm-hmm. you know and my my behaviors are, are easy to eat my poor communication is easy to see I get loud I can get name cally I can uh I get scary. You threw your slippers at me once. I've thrown a hammer. I've thrown <laughs> scissors. I've thrown <laughs> slippers. <laughs> I get big because I get frustrated and, and you wouldn't listen to me and whatever. So my behavior is shit, right? I know this. Mm-hmm. Your behaviors in arguments are a little bit... Um. A little more sneaky. You get self-deprecating. And you get snarky. And you get really small. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, okay. So when we would talk about it in therapy, like the way that we would have our conflict resolution, you would be like, listen, you get way too big, way too easy. Mm -hmm. And and you're not wrong. Yes. Right? Right. I'd be like, yeah, man, fuck. I do. So it would always be the conversation would be about my behavior in the in the in the bat in when we would have an argument. Right. And once I got a little bit more sophisticated and could kind of soothe myself and calm myself down so that I wasn't trying to use my emotion to convey how important something was to me. I was like, okay, this is not working. It's derailing our conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really stop and and pay attention to the way I showed up in this, in an argument. But then I got sophisticated and I could see your snarkiness and I could see your poor behavior in arguments. Mine was easy to see. It's easy to be like, you're you're yelling and you're acting like a dick. And you would be, it's not easy to have a conversation with somebody that when you're like, hey, I need this need. I have this need that I would like met and have the other person. I'm just a piece of shit then. Mm-hmm. I guess I do nothing right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's how you would show up in the argument, which also would be a manipulation. Right. Like I'm trying to manipulate by using big th- being big yeah. to kind of control behaviors of each other. And you would do the same thing, only you would do it in the reverse of being like, oh, I guess I'm just a piece of garbage. Mm -hmm. So then I would never be, we'd never get into resolution because we would always get stuck in this thing. It's uh, type two power under communication. Yes. (laughs) In the book, we should go over those books sometime. Yes. The communications course we took. But then I I would, so I finally got control over myself 
And I would learn to soothe myself when I would get triggered. And I would listen to what you would say. And I would be like, oh, that is interesting. And then I would get back in. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I but bet I you're would... so proud of that, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I could see it. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. It's like a lot of conversation was had about how, how I should, showed up. <laughs> When and I would and I had worked on that. Everybody and, wants to point your finger at the bad guy. <laughs> so there's a bad guy. I get that though, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, "Hey, I I think you have some growth to do as well. You do fucking <laughs> this shit." And guess what? <laughs> guess what? Are you sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> So, so then we could, then I'd be like, you're coming at me from a snarky fucking point place. And that, and, and I didn't realize it would be like, you'd come at me snarky and I would get big then. Mm. And so it was like, I was like, okay, this is where we're becoming derailed or whatever. So my advice to you is this. Pay very close attention to your behaviors when you get triggered in the middle of a conflict. Learn to soothe yourself when you're feeling criticized for behavior. Mm -hmm. And listen to each other, not to defend your behavior, but with curiosity as to why the other person is feeling the way that they feel. Take the stingers out of the conflict and learn to actually hear each other and have and look for resolution. Also, talk to her about why she is so afraid and adverse to having a problem solving uh, conversation. And maybe also look at yourself, your own behaviors to be like, am I adding to that? Because like with me and you, I get big. And I'm a lot like your father Mm -hmm. in that way. And I think I triggered something in you. So then all of a sudden you start having an argument, not with your wife, Josie, but with your daddy. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of your, I would be like, who are you even talking? Like some of the stuff you would say, I would be like, when have I ever been that person? (laughs) I I was like, I'm not that person ever. I've never been that person. And then, that would start its own little conversation. Mm-hmm. And then we, then we started, then I started understanding. It's like, Oh, he's not arguing with Josie. Excuse me. He's arguing with his father. Mm-hmm. And then you had to go into therapy and kind of look at that and be like, okay, what am I fucking doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it okay to talk about this? Sure. Oh, okay. Are sure. you feeling, are you feeling okay? No, my eyes twitching like crazy. <laughs> I, I don't you. know what's going on. <laughs> Anywho. That's why I'm looking at you funny because my eye is seriously going sure. nuts. Well, so anywho, that's the first thing about conflict. If that is like you have to have a lot of people look at conflict as it being a bad thing. It is not. It is a tool that is you. You need to start looking at it as a tool. Nobody likes conflict. But it is something that will jaw. It will wherever you're having a log jam. Mm-hmm. Wherever there's a problem in your marriage, 
that conflict can sometimes be the thing that lets all of that loose. But you, the trick is to use it and look at it as a tool, but then to look at your own behavior and show up in this relationship in a way and have have uh, a conversation about finding a solve for the problem, whatever the problem is, without traumatizing and hurting each other more. Because sometimes the conflict can now be a new place of trauma. Would it be fair to say there's two options of dealing with this conflict or whatever this issue is? The one, the partner, she could learn better self-soothing techniques so she can handle these conversations or but that's you can't that's a lot really, of self-work yeah, i don't know if you she... can't tell anyone to do that Mm-mm. or you, the 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 person saying hey i want to have this conversation figures out a way to present it in a way that's not threatening or triggering or whatever that's exactly it so that's what i did with you mm-hmm. was that i had to try different uh carrots to see if I could get you to walk towards me mm. on a lot of these things. Because it was like, sometimes like, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, the juice isn't worth the squeeze on this conversation. I don't even want to fucking have it. And I would let a lot of stuff slide for a really long time. And then finally I would be like, fuck this. Like, I can't take it anymore. I cannot just not have this need met that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I had to, Understand that you didn't feel safe with me. Mm. And that was a big problem that would st- that would kind of block the the conversation mm. from getting anywhere. And I had to then really spend a lot of time on softening my edges and seeing where I showed up in a really piss poor way and why I did it and what I was trying to accomplish by it and be like, okay, this just isn't working. And I would have to like not do it. Right. Yeah. And try a new carrot. Yeah. Come at you in a new way. Yes. To be like, I'd like to have this conversation. I don't want it to unravel and become this whole afternoon argument. What if I come at it this way and I say these things? You know what's a good tool is those mats they gave us in that communications class. It was a huge tool. Yes. These big mats you stand on to structure the conversation. Yes, and I think that this is a great place to go into therapy, um, like couples counseling, and have like a mediator kind of help you to kind of understand why you're struggling with this, right? Yeah, because it just boils down to communication. Is all your, oh, that's really all the marriage counseling is, is finding a way to take the message and get it over to the other person. Yes. Because there's also, so many emotions tied around all this. It's it's hard. It's difficult. Yes. And also, our brains are kind of wor- are wired to look. We've evolved to look for problems. Mm-hmm. So another aspect of this is, is you have to be aware that our brains will look for problems. And not to say that they're not... How do I say this in the right way? Uh, Not to say that they don't have value or that you're not right to feel the feelings that you have, but you have to be aware. Sometimes 
things can get blown up in your mind a little bit. You know, like have, have you ever written a letter to somebody where you're like, fuck this person, and you write them a shitty note? Yeah. And then you go back a couple days later, like after the dust settles, and you're like, eh, maybe I was being a little dramatic. Most of the time. Most of the time, I'll, I'll, I'll draft up an email because I have very hardcore Karen tendencies. <laughs> and I won't send it, and I'll just sit on it and say, okay, if tomorrow I still feel the same way, I'll yes. send it. And like nine times out of ten, I don't send it because I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm being a bitch. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. So sometimes we just have to know that our brains, if we're, if somebody's bugging us, like some either our brains are looking for problems where there's no problems or the thing that you're that you're struggling with isn't the the underlying problem and now you're getting nitpicky mm-hmm. about certain things. It's like, you know. You just have to watch your brain is what I'm saying. Yeah. Be aware that your brain is looking for problems. Be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And then you make the decision like, uh, no, this is a need that is really strong in me and I need and I'd like it to be met. Yeah. And then once you've decided that, then you can say, OK, well, how do I have the conversation with this person? Who are they? Why are they adverse? Like w- with you and me, it was like you were so. You were so like, you did not like conflict so much that it was like anything to get away from it. You get real quiet. You wouldn't, re- you wouldn't converse with me. Yeah. You know, I would just be like, talk. I felt like I was sometimes I was like, I guess I'm talking to the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that would irritate me. Well, and as a guy, not to, not to use that as an excuse, but it's difficult to discuss our emotions. Yes. This is not something we do often. Women do this all the time. It comes natural to you, ladies. It's not in men's vocabulary. We literally never do it. We weren't raised to do it. It doesn't exist in our world. And then all of a sudden, here we are trying to come up with words. First off, trying to identify how we feel is a whole fucking thing, believe it or not. Yeah. Then to put that into words and express it. I mean, it's... I mean, you can get there. I'm not saying like just throw your hands up and say, "Oh fuck it, you're a man, don't bother." I'm just saying it. It's it takes a little bit of work to get there where you can. I mean, I still struggle with it all the time. Right, and I think uh, me watching you put a lot of effort towards this gives me. I I give you a lot more grace, and like give you some space to like try and figure it out. Until I get real triggered. If I get real triggered, I'm like. <laughs> it's hard to show up at your best. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I'm like, God, it must be your time of the month. <laughs> Anyways. The conflict is good. It, try to explain to her. Like, if you, if she. It, sometimes when I'm having a problem and I bring it to you and then. If you were to like not give it the energy that I thought it deserved, it would feel like you were just being dismissive to me and my feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think that if that is how you're feeling, that when you talk to your lady, um, explain that to her, that her in her unwanting to come to you and problem solve with you makes you feel like. You're being dismissed or whatever the feeling is. That yeah, you're that's yeah, especially. Yes, exactly. That's the key is you have to explain to her 
why it's how, important. How it makes you feel. Because, like, yeah. women, they talk in that language. Yeah. And just people in general. You take the gender thing out of it. But it helps convey. Like, if you're. I forget. What was the original question he had? Let's see here. Tries to communicate how he'd like to talk about our relationship. Okay. I think yeah. That so that if you say, hey, pretty... here's the thing. It's like, you know, I try to talk to you about the relationship. And it seems like you're. We avoid it or whatever, and that just makes me feel like you don't really care about me or our relationship. Right. And that hurts my feelings because I love you so much. Right. And like it ma- is something a need like that. that. I have. Something, yeah. Uh, and maybe he's done all this. I don't know. And maybe he has. Okay. So that's what I would say first is explain why problem solving means a lot to you because it it fills whatever the feelings that you have with it. Then you say that you guys don't have shared interests, that you're passionate about a lot of things, and she seems like uh, she enjoys some things, but she doesn't love, she's not passionate about any of them. Mm-hmm. So what I hear with that is um, maybe there are some hobbies that you have that you would like to share with another person and you would like that person to be her. This is where being in a relationship is tricky because I feel like you can't have one person meet every need. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting for the other person and whatever, but maybe um, the ones that are really important to you that you would really like to share with her Maybe you can convey that to her. Like, hey, I'd really like you to participate in this one or that one. And another way you could do that is by participating in the ones that she kind of likes. I got got the answer here for you. Here you go. Let's hear it. So he says he enjoys horror movies. This is the same boat I'm in there, Glom. Miss Josie Weisop totally sucks when it comes to horror movies. I do. I might get you to watch one or two a year tops. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> against my better judgment, made her watch Hereditary last year. <laughs> but I, to, be, to be fair, I did warn you. I did say, this is pretty traumatic. I don't think you should watch it. Yeah. But our other friend was over, and you kind of did. Yeah. What did you think about that, anyway? Did we is talk that about that? the one with the head? The, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That shit was horrific. It's, I, I think it's the scariest movie ever made. I think it's worse than Exorcist. It's scary. It's terrifying. It was a good movie, though. So you you did like it, though, kind of. You liked, Would you watch it again? I would watch it again. Okay. I don't... My feeling about scary movies... I don't like them like you and my girlfriend likes them. You guys love them. And I just can't... I don't... I like love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I love relationship. I love love i love seeing people falling in love like those are the things that like make life fun for me yeah so watching people get murdered and Hell yeah. <laughs> and like seeing i'm always concerned that there's going to be a rape scene i can't fucking stomach a rape scene mm, yeah i, I can't that. stomach watching animals get mutilated mm-hmm I don't like seeing people getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Like my heart. The problem what is. What if they deserve it though? Um, <laughs> I mean, 
I, there's space for that where I'm like, good, he should fucking die. But a lot of the time for me, the image gets stuck in my brain and I don't unsee it. You're too sensitive to it. I'm sensitive to it. Yeah. It's scary to me. I don't like that. I think I have a lot of anxiety and I don't like to add any anxiety. <laughs> I can I can see that. And I'm and really I think awesome. that sitting there feeling nervous all the time and like just like you know when you're watching something scary and you have that pit in your stomach. I'm I'm the other way around it though. I fucking hate it. It's not fun. It's not a pleasant experience. I can enjoy the mu- movie for the movie's sake of being like I'll do it when it's scary spooky season. Yeah. But any other time of the fucking year I want to watch something funny or I want to watch something sexy. And that is it. So, Glom, here's what you do. <laughs> Let me tell you how we how we manage this. I listen to Evolution of Horror podcast. I enjoy it immensely. It's my favorite horror. There's a lot of good horror movie podcasts out there. The one that I, I latched on to early, long, many, many years ago was Evolution of Horror. I like it. They're English. And English people, although I have a hard time with their accent, I like, they have a drier sense of humor, and I feel like a lot of the American podcasters, horror podcasts, horror film podcasts, they they have too much of that Zoo Crew morning radio bullshit. Like, what's that uh, last podcast on the left? I fucking hate that show. Yeah. Everyone loves it. They're the fucking worst. And I like I like the English people because they're, they're they're more mature, and I mean, they're less likely to make you laugh. But I don't know. You think teach they're their clever? Own. Teach their own. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I consume a lot of the horror podcasts, and um, what about? So you said she likes cooking. What if you put on the music you like while you help her cook? Like the both of you cook while you listen to music you like. Would that be an option? I don't know if it would be. Maybe it doesn't fit. Just an idea. I have a story I about me and you struggling with this exact same situation. What's that? Uh, uh, can I tell the story? It's about the eclipse. <laughs> sure. Okay. So Isaac wanted. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Isaac wanted to do to go up to Idaho to watch the eclipse, and I. Did not. It had been all over the news how there was going to be a million people. There's nowhere to stay. They're they're gouging gas. They're gouging food. It was going to be miserable. And I and it didn't matter because there was nowhere to go. Every, everything was sold out anyway. So they were fucking like you had farmers charging like a hundred dollars to camp in their fucking field. <laughs> and I was like, this sounds like me, let's, a nightmare. Let's, let's paint the proper picture. It was the eclipse path of totality which is a very <laughs> narrow band that only goes through north america once every so great often i don't even know the last time it happened mm-hmm. and it just so happened that it was going to occur i don't know a three-hour drive from here yeah something like that in idaho yes in in a in a little shit kicker town called rexburg idaho <laughs> yes go ahead turns out one of my friends uh grew up there and her grandmother's house was there and her family still lives there. And she was like, well, if you guys want to s- stay, my grandmother moved out into an old folks home and her house is vacant and you can stay in her house if you'd like. And we were like, I didn't know if I even wanted to say anything to you. <laughs> so I was like, I 
do not want to fucking do this. I don't want to fucking do this. And so I finally was like, okay, you're being a bitch. He really wants this. I offered it up to you. You were like, fuck yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to do this. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go so fucking hard. See, and you didn't communicate it that clearly to me because I thought, like, sometimes you'll resist stuff and I'll keep pushing and then you're like, okay, fine, we'll go. And then, like, you're good. Like, whatever. It doesn't seem that big of a deal. I didn't know you were this much opposed to doing it. Yeah. Maybe that was my fault because I wasn't listening to you or maybe it was your fault because you didn't communicate it well. Because I think that I... I don't think I sat down and said, I do not want to fucking do this. But I was like, you were like, does this interest you? And I was like, not even in the fucking slightest. Okay. I remember that. Not at all. I remember you saying that. And a lot of the concern I I had. I really don't want to do this. uh, No, I didn't. I wasn't. I don't. I don't want to take things away from you. Mm -hmm. I want to be a life partner to you. So if something is is important to you, I want to be on the same side as you and try and help lift you up and get you to that goal. I'm trying to have life experiences with you, missus. I know this. I know this. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, you're being a fucking bitch. Don't be that way. And so I started, we were like, yes, let's go. So then I started looking up videos on YouTube about what this meant, what it was going to look like. And I would try and get excited about it. I was trying to get myself excited about it. So I said yes to you. I was watching a bunch of shit. I mean like for a week straight looking things up. Trying to get excited about doing this. I had a lot of fears. I had a fear about the traffic. I had a fear about um, how many people were going to be there. I had a fear about making sure that we had gas to get home. Because they were all worried about all of this shit. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. It was all over the news that these were the problems that were going to that was that could possibly happen that they were trying to gear up for. Yeah. So. I was trying to show up, not just, you know, how like those couples will just go, they'll they'll do something with each other, but then they are just an absolute terrible person to be with that whole time they're like well i did it with you but then they show up like fucking shit and it's like why'd you even go you ruined it by your garbage fucking behavior i didn't want to do that like i wanted to show up and be excited and, and really like make the experience better one of your superpowers yes so <laughs> we go to the thing it was amazing we, uh, I didn't want to stay an extra night. The house was a little scary for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was lovely that they offered it, but it was, I don't know. It was vacant. There was no it was there. vacant. No it was nobody no there. Nothing. Yeah. We so were we on just, an air mattress. Yeah. I just was like, I don't know if I want to stay another night on an air mattress. I want to go home to my bed. And we had talked about it and we're like, okay, let's just let, we're going to pack everything up. We'll go and watch the eclipse and then i could i not i wasn't sleeping well at night there because i was nervous yeah and so i was like do you want to stay another night or would you like to just try and like hit the road and go home and you're like no let's just hit the road and go home and i was like okay that sounds fine so we were exhausted because i hadn't slept all i didn't sleep that well that night 
So then I was like, let's go and take a nap in the truck with the pups. And then we will um, let the traffic kind of get ahead of us. And then we'll get, we'll kind of miss the traffic a little bit. Let the traffic die down. So that's what we did. We went and took a nap in the truck. And I think it was like two hours later, we got on the road. And we literally, this is the, this is the part that I was worried about. Sitting in the traffic. Yeah. And here's a little side note. When we do road trips, uh, Mr. Weishop and I, Isaac gets real fucking quiet. He just goes into a zone. He doesn't want to talk. He just sits there. And I get tired. And so I'll sleep. That's what men do. That's what we do. <laughs> All right. I'm on a mission. My mission is to drive. Yeah. And I focus in. Fast forward. We're now in Rexburg. We're stuck in fucking traffic. It was a literal crawl. We were in traffic for how many hours? I think it took us eight to ten hours to get home from something that only took a two hour drive or something like that. It was bumper to bumper for eight hours. The entire time. And we were rolling. It was like roll stop, roll stop, roll. You know what I mean? Like we just we're not fucking going. And to me, I was this was the part that I was worried about. And I was like trying to keep it upbeat. So I would play music and we were I was singing and I was trying to get you to get your energy up. But your energy was real low at Mm -hmm. this point. And then I was like, okay, he's like not into this or whatever. And I don't remember if you like turned the music off or what you did, but I just like decided, I was like, I'm going to see how long it takes for him to fucking say something to me. So I just sat there and we didn't talk for like a really long time. I can't even remember how many hours. It was not hours. I think I was stewing. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't stew after an hour of not talking to you right i don't know come on so we're <laughs> so we're driving and i'm like he's literally not going to talk to me this entire we're going to just sit in silence for eight fucking hours and i've done all of this work to show up at my absolute best and be upbeat for this thing that i didn't want to do and now that we're at the point that I was very concerned about, you didn't do any work to show up at where I was at that bad part, right? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, this motherfucker. Well, none of those things were a thought going through my head. I know that now. But like in my head, I was like, I do a lot of work for this relationship and this guy's just coasting. <laughs> I was like, So I was just fucking rallying myself up and we had one of the worst fights that we've ever had oh the worst <laughs> like i thought we were signing papers when we got back <laughs> but it made me mad you hurt my feelings and i was like oh i really tried i did a lot of work to be at this place for you and then you didn't do any for the part that i was worried about well i i wasn't aware of what was going on so oh. that's the thing is that, that i think that There's lots of work that goes around. Why am I saying this? Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I'm treading carefully. I had, I know. 
you can tell everybody can tell it's still kind of sore but the the trying to get people to do the things that you want to do you have to it's like it's it would have gone okay in conclusion what probably would have went further is if i i mean and i'm dense to be fair to you i'm the densest fucking human being that walked the planet you could literally tell me this thing and I wouldn't get it on the first crack. I think I said that. You would have to tell me I about said, three like, times. Hey, my, I'm worried about this drive. I don't want to just. If you would have put it in the perspective of, hey, this is how it makes me feel because I'm showing up doing all this work for a thing that I really don't want to do and and being a good time. And when it comes to the part that the scary thing that I didn't want to happen is happening, I need you to show up for me because it feels like you don't love me or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Then I think maybe I that could have been something I would have been a little more vigilant of and been able to show up better. But those thoughts just you know I, I'm just a fucking simpleton. I'm just do 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 do. Oh boy, I'm tired. Oh boy, that's a lot of traffic. Yeah. You know, I just wasn't thinking, right? Well, I mean, to be fair, I think I did say all those <laughs> things, and I think you're a fucking idiot. So well, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think that I did say those things to you. And I don't think that they penetrated. Was I watching wrestling when it happened? <laughs> Maybe. When you told me these things. <laughs> but okay, so now my to point be, is... And also is to be to fair, <laughs> the eclipse was amazing. So amazing that I talked to Josie into going to see another one. It really is amazing. It was amazing. So we're going to one next year. I was year. really excited that I got to experience that. And I was like, that was. I'm really happy that you pushed me out of something that I didn't want to do to have an experience that ended up being pretty spectacular i think women are more in tuned to the planetary motions and gravitational forces of the moon especially because women go on the same cycle as the moon yeah and when all these planetary alignments happen it affects you guys on an emotional level maybe and maybe that contributed to it maybe i don't know i just wish you would have talked to me for longer than fucking 20 minutes in the first part of the drive. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being I in a relationship. I, I did not okay, show up Okay, you go back. Well. You didn't show up at all. You didn't do any fucking work. Truth be told. I brought a gun, though. I was ready to die for to save our family if I needed to. All right. Excuse me? Remember what? I brought a gun because we were concerned about it being total chaos. Oh, yeah, it was scary. The, I, the way that the news picture painted that whole thing, it was like it was going to be a fucking riot. It was crazy. I was like, this sounds terrible. Why would anybody want to do that? Um, another thing I think that is interesting about what he... So back to him. It's hard to find a person that is excited about all of the same things that you're excited about you if there's anything that you want her to join you with i think that that takes a lot of communication and talking to her about why this is important and what you want to share in it with her and what it means to you mm -hmm. to share in it and then also it's like okay be ready to do some things for her as well show up in her in the things that she wants and pay attention to what she says. So if she has any reservations, listen to what those reservations are and then be aware of like that's a place that you need to put do some work around for her. Mm -hmm. So if you're like uh, if you want to go see a scary movie and scary movies aren't her thing. 
that's a conversation that can maybe whatever. What kind of music do you like, Glom? Curious. Does it say? No, I'm just being nosy. Does she not listen to any music at all, or is there a certain music she likes? What I hear, though, from the both of them um, is I wonder if he's like a passionate guy and she's not as passionate. She doesn't show passion the way he shows passion. Mm. And this is the other thing. Okay, this is the other part that I was kind of made me spark a, a thought. You know those couples that fight real fucking hard so that they can build up that angst? So then they can fuck and have a like really like fuck it out. <laughs> no, but okay. You know what I'm talking about though? Like when you're like, how the fuck are these two people like together? See, they oh, fight yes, yes, all of the time. Yes, yes. How they fight all the time, but they use that energy to create attention. I guess I've and never they use understood it as like that. A sexual man. tension. I've never, I've never understood that. I know two different women that do this. It drives me bonkers. Okay. So you have to be aware of that. Like sometimes. Uh, like in my family I feel comfortable with conflict because mm-hmm. there's been conflict in my family yes um, you your family is more like very quiet and reserved mm-hmm. and so I would come home and I would tell you this story I'd be like listen to what this bitch did to me and we would have a conversation and I'd get big and I'd be like didn't she fucking said this or whatever and you would get real small because mm-hmm. I would get bigger and bigger and bigger and you would get smaller and smaller and smaller trying to calm the situation down right because that's what I learned is because my dad was the big loud figure and you want you didn't want him to get loud and scary yeah so you always had to try to keep the energy down mm-hmm. or he would think you were being a smart ass or you were talking back or whatever. Well, either way, it wasn't our relationship. You were still living in your primary relationship. But, and so was I like where I'm just like kind of a big know-it-all big mouth person. Yeah. And I would want to, I would want to come home and be like, can you believe it? And all I was looking for, for with you was for you to be like, what a fucking bitch. Why would she do that? You know what I mean? Type of thing. And instead, you'd be like, well, let's look at this logically. And, like, you would try and get me to be small. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, I don't need that right now. I'm not trying to logically debate this, con- what happened. She's a fucking idiot. This is why she's an idiot. I'm going to tell you what just happened. And I want you to be like, that was fucking rude. And then mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, it was. Can you even fucking believe it? And then me and you'd be like, cool. Let's go get some chicken. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I want. Yeah. I just want to have that that blowout and talk about how dumb this experience was and then move on with it. But it was scary for you. Yeah. So maybe there's some of that going on. Basically. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think that he's a passionate guy who's got big, you know, you've got this thing. Mm, maybe he's got big energy and she's trying to minimize conflict. Yes. Got to psychoanalyze her relationship with her parents next, buddy. Okay, then he says, (laughs) (laughs) then he says, am I wasting my time? I can't answer that. This, this is. I feel like there's no, I I dare I, and what the fuck do I know? But I feel like there's no such thing as a a waste of time in a a relationship. I couldn't agree more. As long as you're learning and, you know, because even if this didn't work out as a long-term thing and you guys broke up a year, two years, five years from now, 
I mean, you could take the lessons you've learned and apply it to the next relationship. Yes. Or maybe it helps you sort of look for what you want in a partner or something. I don't know. It clarified who you're actually going to want to be with. Yeah. It, it took away like, oh, okay, these things are actually important. Yeah. So now you, so again, back to that fucking dumb, stupid TikTok that said, you now know what is important to you. Your your biggest complaints about your partner are actually your biggest emotional needs that you have. So your how would that apply emotional. here? So my, this is what I say. I say, try and resolve all the issues that you guys had with the with the things that Isaac and I have said. Let's say her answers aren't exactly what you wanted to hear. Write down the pros and the cons in this relationship and think about what you actually want out of a partner. Talk about, and, and do this with her. Talk about, Money, conflict resolution, children. What you need to know who this person is as to how, if you want to uh, build a life with her. <clears throat> but it's like, are you wasting your time? Is I can't. There's no way to answer that. I could tell you that the conversation you have is how you're going to figure out. And now you've got a little bit more information to know about how you want to be love and how you want to show love. So maybe being able to talk about philosophy means more to you than what you thought it actually did. Mm. You know, maybe connection in common uh, interest sits a little higher on the on the list of things that you like about a person more than what they look like. Yeah. And I, I would say when we, in our relationship, I drug you to see a whole lot of horror movies that it took as many years to come to the conclusion where I accepted that you didn't like this stuff. And now I look back and I think, Oh my God, why did I drag her to this stuff, man? I, I hate that I did that even to you. Like I'm showing you these movies that, you I definitely wouldn't like. I didn't know that I didn't like scary movies as much. But and it was a communication was... you did with me about it. And you were like, I just don't like it. And, I, and you told me how it made you feel. And that's when I understood. I was like, oh, like it really scares her. Like it really puts her in a dark place. Whereas for me, it's just it's a fun. I think I can't. Outlet. I can't. Like, I think I'm so filled with anxiety that I don't to add more anxiety isn't fun. Right. And now I now I have a different perspective and I don't. We don't share that together now, but it's really not that big of a deal. I, I, I don't even care. It really doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it, them it on my own now. But it wasn't. But then when I put my ear pods in and I was listening to my book and we weren't communicating as much, that really did bother you. Mm -hmm. So it's like you had to kind of. I think you didn't realize how much talk meant to you until I took it away from you. Mm hmm. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. But you got to sit down. This relationship is a great relationship to teach you of what is important to you in feeling love from another person. And so let's say you have the conversation with her and her answers maybe aren't the ones that you wanted to hear. And maybe that tells you that like this relationship 
isn't going to have the feelings that you wanted to feel with this person. And you can figure out how to, in a kind way, separate from each other and still have probably not going to remain friends, but at least have like a, uh, be respectful to each other, you know, respectful to each other. You don't want to like hurt each other and be nasty to each other. You have to work together. <laughs> so it's more, this is a great opportunity you, opportunity for you to look and think about the way that you want to feel loved from somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's also a great opportunity for you to learn about how you want to show up for love for, to love somebody else. And it's a great opportunity to learn good communication and figuring all this stuff out and having empathy for another person that in a way that you might not have seen it before. Yeah. So lots of learning. I hope that helps. That's right. But everybody goes through it. Every single relationship, you're not going to have one that's not going to, you're not going to have to navigate this. This is just a learning opportunity for you to figure out what is important to you. And it's just, it clarified it for you. It's like you got to experience a relationship where maybe these things weren't as important to you. And now you know, no, that means more to me than what I thought it did. Knowing is half the battle. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that helps. There you go. That was good. Good job. We have more. I'll put a link for the what would Josie do comment post. If anyone else has more particulars they could ask. Um, okay. It's been two hours. We gotta go. I'd also say go to everybody should go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Betterhelp.com <laughs> slash Illuminati Watcher. It changes your life. It does. It really does. Now, okay, so the um blah, blah 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 i'm trying to look through the notes here okay yeah we've covered all that all right um uh, now i had an idea for a show okay. on the next one i feel like we're we're um we could either do another conspiracy related topic or i had an idea i'm gonna float it by you live to get your hot take reaction mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on if we each compiled a top 10 list because you know i love a good top 10 list (laughs) we haven't done one in a long time (laughs) a top 10 list of the old 8-bit nintendo games we're too old to do xbox or playstation 5 whatever the fuck they do now but we both played a whole hell of a lot of 8-bit nintendo games what do you think of that is that a a show that would interest you i think I don't think I would have much input. <laughs> you didn't play a lot of Nintendo games? I think I only played like five different games. Oh. I was fucking poor. We what? only had... You didn't rent video games ever? Or your friends had them or something? No. Oh. Well, that wouldn't be fun then. Uh-uh. All right. I mean, literally, it's like Mario, Duck Hunt, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was all I played. There's your top three. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because I had lots of experience with different ones. No. Um, uh, well, I guess we're doing a conspiracy topic then. Yeah. <laughs> we could talk about 
uh, Jack Parsons' Strange Angel show. Dude, we're this watching. show's crazy. I like it a lot. Do you really? Okay. Yeah, well, it's like kind of up my alley. It's a little. It it's is a little horny. <laughs> it is. It's it's a period piece, <laughs> which automatically has a little bit what? of horniness. Why do they always do that? I don't know why they do it though. My sister used to love old timey shows and mm-hmm. i was like i thought it was because she was a fucking dork turns out she just they're always fucking naughty <laughs> i think she uh, liked that she, i think she had a, the heads up on it before i did well i think this strange angel show is horny def <laughs> it's definitely horny <laughs> but it's definitely trying to lend a sympathetic ear to jack parsons to the devil and thelema um, right or wrong, you watch it and you're like, "Ooh, these damn Christians just let Jack Parsons do what he wants to do." I think we should do it on on this show and let on him, Jack Parsons. Let him do what thou wilt. <laughs> and and again, I have, I have opinions. Well, about this. like I always say, I am actually to me, it's not a clear cut answer. I'm not like, "Oh, he's worshiping the devil, worst thing ever." Even though he says he does, but so, but anyway. Is he they misunderstood don't or not? The devil. I thought they worshipped Aleister Crowley. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. Isn't Thelema, isn't it just magic? It's magic, but they communicate with spirits. And sometimes those spirits are demonic. It's interesting to me because I felt like um, the magic rituals have a very religion flavor to it. Well, it was, he organized, Thelema is his organized religion. But is it magic spells or is it a religion? Uh, So they do, like, I think they I call it the they, Gnostic I thought it was mass. a magical order. It is a magical order where they do magic, but they also have a, a Gnostic mass. It's very much like a Christian mass or liturgy or whatever. But they do it for Thelema. And they don't show you everything. They don't show you everything. They show you a little bit here and there, but they don't tell you what's going on. Like they show them taking those communion wafers. Uh huh. They don't tell you what's in those communion wafers. What's in the communion wafers? All kinds of stuff. <laughs> Menstrual blood, semen. Oh my God! Are you kidding? Yeah. Dear, that is not true. Yeah, it's called the cakes of light. It's true. I think I remember you telling me this. <laughs> I don't know. It's in, it's an interesting perspective, but Can again, it's a self serving. Imagine religion. what that tastes like. No, that would be horrific. <laughs> oh my what God. would you rather do? Go back to <laughs> 1920s where they mowed in their slacks and showered once a week in an outhouse and give oral, <laughs> or eat a cake of light. I I don't know what oh I'd rather do. Oh my God. They wait. They, what would I? I would have to. They really had to want it back then. That's horrific. They, they only showered like once a week back then. Yeah, like that's what in old the twenties and thirties. Everybody just they had outhouses. There was no bidet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> I heard it, it, the Romans had like a communal toilet, like where they would all just go together and they would like shit, uh-huh. like hanging out, like no spacers in between them. They would just all sit together, and there would be like one the rainbow st- gathering. Yes, and there'd be one stick. And they would tie a, a sponge around it. And that's what they would use to clean their assholes. And then they would share the stick oh my with each other. But they would dip the stick in vinegar. <laughs> 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 All right, we're 
Oh. Okay. But if you had anal fissures and you had a vinegar oh stick. Oh, my God. Oh, my. But somebody else's shit on it. I mean. We definitely live in the best time it is to be alive. Oh, my God. I just can't even. It's like when we go to, ro- like, your hometown. Mm-hmm. You live in like a, a pretty rural area. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of farms going on. There's a lot of smells. Mm-hmm. Even in New York City, even in cities, there's a lot of smells. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people know this, but yeah. New Orleans, that fucking that town smelled like shit. They had that weird fucking neon green shit that they'd spray all over the streets. You <laughs> but remember? it's one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. The smell was ungodly. The smell was something to behold. Lord. And then even New York had a fucking weird smell to it. Just like gar- hot garbage all over the place. Yeah, hot garbage. That's kind of the most accurate city smell. Ugh. All right. Well, okay. Well, we'll talk about, barring something else that pops up, maybe we'll we talk about that. I think Jack we should Parsons. do the Jack Parsons. But I might have to finish. Okay. All right. We'll see what we can do. All right, everybody. I think that we talked about Parsons before, didn't we? No, we didn't do a whole show about it. Oh, we didn't? Because we you wanted to talk about it, but I don't have... A compiled notes, like a formal notes. Like, I know this and that about him, but I don't know if it's enough to walk through a whole show. Like, well, it all started back in blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, uh, we'll see what we can do. That's who I want. If we do a conspiracy one, I'd like okay. to do it on I'll that. start doing some homework, see what I can put together. Okay, I love you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. If you want to support, you already know what to do. You know where to go. You know what to do. Links are always in the show notes. Patreon.com slash Breaking Social Norms or the easiest, most simplest way on Apple Podcasts. You can now hit the buttons. Support your favorite show. Okay, everybody. (laughs) Hopefully next time we talk to you about Jack Parsons, probably. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, everybody. We We love love you. you.